Hello and welcome to the Bitcoin SV channel. I am joined tonight by Brandon Cyber uh, Cider. Uh, uh, how do I pronounce that, my friend? Cyderman. <laughs> Cyderman. And Alex Agoop for the Hand Cash team. You are listening live on uh, Restream. Uh, we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. This would be recorded on Spotify for all those listeners out there. So sit back, people. We're going to have a great show. Make sure you share and subscribe. We're going to be learning a lot about the latest developments on Handcash and what they're looking at at the moment, what they're working and building on the real Bitcoin, Bitcoin SV. Ladies and gentlemen, let us begin. Gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. And welcome to all our viewers live. Leave a little comment below. Feel free. First of all, I'm sure many people in the Bitcoin SV space are familiar with you, gentlemen. But why don't you quickly say who you are, what you do for all those new Bitcoiners out there that I'm sure are listening. Uh, starting with your good self, Alex, tell us your role. What do you do? Sure. I'm Alex Agut. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Handcash, along with my, um, my partner, um, Rafa Jimenez. And, you know, we started Handcash three years ago and, you know, we uh, we just uh, launched today the 2.5 version of our product and it's it's a very special day. Wow. Fantastic. Brandon, tell us what you're up to. Tell us what you do. So uh, my name is Brandon. I've been working for Handcash for a little over a year now. Uh, I'm the official uh, Connect agent. So uh, any developers, they come to me. And, um, you know, I do a lot of work uh, with Connect, uh, get a lot of feedback. I'm basically the bridge between developers and our developers. Wow. So Connect has been launched. Tell us what it does. How does it work? So Connect is, uh, is a nano payments ecosystem. Uh, we're, we're targeting a piece of software to any developer out there that's looking to integrate nano payments into their app. Um, it, it exceeds just Bitcoin. It's where we're looking to target any any demographic out there that that wants nano payments. Mm. And and Alex, how would you say nano payments are different from what we've had before on Bitcoin SV? Uh, I think in 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 many regards are basically the same thing as when we refer to micro payments. The problem is then when you talk. To, uh, about micropayments publicly, people already have an idea of what they are and they associate it to payments like uh, paying for a coffee or something something like that's you know less than 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of payments that are less than 10 bucks, but we are talking about streaming payments uh, and streaming pennies. Um, so basically, if you're paying, for, uh, why do you have to subscribe for you know five or ten bucks a month for for ESPN, for example, when you could uh, pay five or ten or twenty cents to unlock a, a premium article, you know, and you pay as you go. And it's the coolest thing about nano payments is that they are cross compatible between apps, and so what you are making from one side, you can be spending on another. And it's 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 a really it's it's the dawn of a new industry. And we're very happy about being in the position that we are currently. So, ladies and gentlemen, you may have heard that we had the, the Bitcoin BSV Beaver Building Festival <laughs> earlier on in the month. And, and Alex was supposed to have joined us, but the team have been working so hard over <laughs> at Handcash. Um, we're fascinated about the potential of nano payments. How, how do you gentlemen feel what can be built 
with nano payments? The way I see nano payments uh, as opposed to micro payments is these are kind of payments that become second nature to people. These aren't really payments that you, you think about the same way as if you're paying a dollar on the app store. These are payments where, you know, you're sending 10 cents or 5 cents to somebody and it's just part of your daily life. And so we want to spread that across all apps. So, you know, imagine uh, Patreon, for example. People subscribe $10 a month to a couple of their favorite uh, creators. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to see a, a system like that where people are paying $0.10 cents per creator. And then you have 10 times, 100 times the amount of people actually doing that. And you can pay out 100 different creators if you want. And in that way, you're, you're actually spreading out your money a bit, a bit more efficiently that way. So is this, is this for uh, retail or is it for other things as well, apart from retail payments? Well, the, no, no, this, would be, this would be more uh, applications. So services, applications, games, uh, anything where you're, uh, you're wanting to send Bitcoin to people uh, th through an app, basically. Yeah. And you see, you guys see that the future is pretty bright with this kind of technology being in deployed. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Uh, as Brandon said, these are payments that you don't think twice about uh, making. So imagine uh, for um, for many many years we've had this kind of crappy software that you know had to rely on showing you um, ads at all times, or you had to subscribe, or you had to pay to download the software or something. Just imagine something like WinRAR or one of these applications that we used to uh, to use back in the day. And uh, that, you know, that you have all these flags that, hey, you are not uh, using the premium account or mm. uh, subscribe or whatever. And it's very annoying and maybe you just want to use it once. So why not implement something like, like Handcash in one of these apps and you pay per, per use. So if you need to use WinRAR, a premium feature for 20 cents, you pay 20 cents and, uh, and it just works. Mm -hmm. I think the great thing is that you are contributing to the company without having to make a big investment. Mm -hmm. And I think there are many companies that, you know, they're not in this threshold of, I would pay $5 for their product, mm -hmm. but I would totally pay 20 cents for this, you know, for a particular feature or something at some point. And I think that opens up uh, the door for new uh, business opportunities. Mm. And we've seen the developments on Bitcoin SV very focused on scaling, mass scaling. Remember, we did our show earlier on in the year where you guys launched in conjunction with Money Button peer to peer payments, true peer to peer payments. How does how does this new um, emerging nano transactions fit? with the ongoing scaling of BSV? I think it's native to, oh, so, go ahead. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I think it's native to, you know, the nature of Bitcoin, uh, making, uh, processing nano payments at very high speeds, mm -hmm. uh, especially if you have, you know, uh, zero confirmation payments and especially with peer-to-peer -peer where it's much more efficient and you can, uh, basically you can, you don't have to rely on a Bitcoin node and, you know, that's another bottleneck that you are removing. And the cool thing about this is that basically you can scale as much as you can pay for your Amazon Web Service instance or whatever. So that means that you are basically decoupling 
um, hardware and software. So the software, you know, can scale indefinitely. And it only, you know, the, the only thing that matters is how much, um, how much bandwidth do you need and you just pay for it. That's it. And so it's just a matter of scaling the hardware at this point with both Bitcoin SV and the node as much as far as I know, uh, except for some particular issues that are going away very soon, like the answers to limits and such. But for the most part, uh, right now, we, if you are running a Bitcoin application that's full peer-to-peer, -peer, you should scale very, very easily and very, very cost-effectively. While if you're trying to do it in, in the non-peer-to-peer -peer way, uh, it's super expensive. So you, you, tell us more about the ancestor limit and how that's a barrier of entry then. So the, the ancestor limit, we've actually, um, we've, we've pretty much solved it. Um, we, we rarely run into it. We've had peer game running on our uh, beta and our live environment for quite a while now. And I think we've hit the ancestor limit maybe once. And the way we've solved that is through something we did over a year ago, and that was output bills. Mm -hmm. And so how we do that is we, we take the transaction when we're sending it, and we split the output into five, 10 different outputs. And then that way we can keep track of the ancestor limit of each of the outputs. And you get, you know, 10, 100 times more, uh, more transactions out of, out of your uh, UTXO set. Wow. So this is almost the refinement of Bitcoin technology and you folks are applying this to your business and the, pro the project as a whole, right? Yeah. I would say I would say Bitcoin on the the protocol level and the miner level is uh, way ahead of well, I, I would say we're on par now with them now. But for a while uh, they've been way ahead of us, and it's just been a matter of the wallets scaling up to meet the uh, the volume of that the network mm -hmm. can handle. And right it... now, I would say that almost 90, uh, last time I checked, it was about 96, 98% of transactions are peer-to-peer -peer with Handcash already. Wow. So it's just a matter of, it's just a matter of adding the field ramps and a few more things to actually remove any legacy support because it's super expensive. It is like the Pareto principle, but in, you know, to a ridiculous level, it's super expensive compared to just running things peer-to-peer. <laughs> and and I can see, Alex, you're, you're quite strong about the vision of the business going forward and, and this unbounded scaling in line with, you know, fiat off ramps and making it easier for people to build and, and use Bitcoin. And I mean, what's your vision for the next year with Handcash? Tell us where, where we're going, where, where, you know, how you see Handcash helping the space and helping scale yeah. Bitcoin. Sure. In the next uh, few weeks, we are going to present something that, you know, we've, we've been delaying it for a few months, but we already have the trademark and things. It, it's a it's kind of a gamble because it's something that has never been tried before in, in Bitcoin or I would say in the crypto ecosystem. And it's going to sound a little bit weird at first, mm -hmm. but we think it solves one of the issues about Bitcoin that things, uh, you know, I think most people are waiting for stable coins to solve everything that's mm. wrong with Bitcoin. And, you know, that that's going to, you know, until we have that, we cannot have adoption. And we think uh, it's not that we don't need to wait, but mm -hmm. we after giving it a thought many, many for for many, many months, all the team and brainstorming, uh, we just realized that maybe it's it just 
breaks the nano payment um, uh, value proposition. Mm -hmm. So I, I think maybe stable coins and, and uh, another story would be tokenized fiat. That would be a different story. Mm -hmm. But but stable coins might break uh, what's good about Bitcoin and turn it into a complicated fiat thing with uh, many 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 layers and many people trying to get a cut for every payment. So basically, it, kill, it could potentially kill the nano payments uh, use case. And also, we think this other approach that we will be presenting, uh, I think. One is technically super simple, and we already solved all the technical issues with with this, and most other companies already had. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's it's super simple, and also solves many many perception issues that people have with Bitcoin. And we think it could be a next chapter for for Bitcoin adoption, a whole new chapter. And I'm quite interested because you, you mentioned about stable coins. Uh, you know, there was a, a phase in Bitcoin SV where people was talking a lot about stable coins and, you know, uh, as the road to adoption via stable coins. T tell me your philosophy uh, uh, regarding that. I, I think it's a, I would say, I don't want to say the lazy approach, mm -hmm. but I think it's kind of like the, the obvious default choice but without giving it much thought mm -hmm. and i think it's more of a hype and you know it kind of feels like it should make sense mm -hmm. but at this point we you know again we think uh the good thing about bitcoin is bitcoin itself mm -hmm. uh, the more layers you add to it the more you you can create new issues and overcomplicate the system the regulations the mm -hmm. um the fees and uh, speed of transaction, maybe more things can go wrong, and I think it creates many, many other UX issues too, mm -hmm. and on and complicate over complicates fiat ramps too. So I think it's uh, I I think stable coins is the approach that people had with crypto by default because of speculation. If you remove speculation, you know, if you have an ecosystem like like we are trying to build with Connect, uh, you have uh, pennies going around all the time from one country to another, from one person to another, all the time, all day, every day, uh, all year long. Uh, I think it's it's not that it's not that big of an issue. It's more of a perception issue. Mm. So it sounds like uh, there's some incredible, innovative things coming along, and, and it's not without good old-fashioned proof of work. What, what's been the enjoyable features for you guys? Start, starting with your good self, Brendan, uh, what have you been enjoying about working on this project? Oh, oh you got to unmute yourself there, my friend. There we go. It's been, uh, it's been very exciting to just jump into the SDK and... For the first time, I'm actually able to use Bitcoin as an amateur developer. Um, I've I've been developed for a long time. I, I actually learned Node.js while working at Handcash, and being able to shoot off all these payments and connect users and and make a really fun app on Bitcoin has been has been pretty great. And I've actually had the privilege of being one of the first people to be able to do that uh, on the Handcash SDK. So I'm really excited to opening that up to other developers and, and working with new developers is really fun too. Mm. And what do you think new developers would enjoy about working on this SDK? 
it's, it's just very easy. It's very simple. And uh, it's, it's not just for Bitcoin developers, it's for any developer. And I think that's, that's the key distinction here is that we're, we're actually able to provide this to ordinary devs out there that just want micropayments. Nano payments, micro payments, ladies and gentlemen. If you're tuned in, if you're oh. listening on Spotify, both of them, everything small, 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 small is better, apparently. And it's a new emerging trend. Um, t tell me more, Alex, about what, what you've been loving about working at Handcash and, and your passion behind your, your work. Oh, it's been great because for, for once in my life, uh, <laughs> uh, we've been able to assemble a very successful team of very competent young, young people and, and also our old man, Ivan, who's very, <laughs> no, no, he's not, <laughs> not that old. <laughs> and, uh, but we, it, I, I, we, I feel that, you know, there's, no, there's nothing that we cannot do with this team and regardless of, you know, if we have to change our focus in the future or whatever, we say, hey, uh, this approach was not, uh, probably was not the best or whatever. I have the confidence in this team that we can do any, we can pull, pull it off any, any kind of project that we want to. And it's very cool that, you know, we are very like-minded in many regards and in, in others, you know, we see things from different perspectives, all, uh, again, for, from different backgrounds that we have. And it's very cool because uh, we are we, we have very productive brainstorming sessions, and you know we want people that are proactive and that they are not afraid to to speak their minds. And even if you know there are you know strong oppositions against uh, what another team members do is saying whatever, uh, in the end we let reality be the judge and. It's pretty cool that everybody here understands that the goal is bigger than our egos. And, you know, uh, I've never had this kind of, of experience having a great team and building something that's, you know, with, I think we are in the edge, on the edge of uh, a very new paradigm of, of, of how to use money. And it's, it's very exciting to be here, uh, you know. Uh, always you always connect the dots uh, looking backwards mm -hmm. so we don't know uh, where this is going to to, uh, to lead us or how you know the, we, we don't know exactly how it will look like hand cash in five years mm -hmm. but i think that it's going to be, be very fun looking back and connecting all the dots and how everything fits together perfectly and that's what made us successful Absolutely, absolutely. And and I must ask, I mean, uh, going keyless, you had a phenomenal advert. We're looking forward to playing it on the show sometime. <laughs> um, tell us more about going keyless and how that's helpful for people. And tell us from a, a technical point as well, uh, Brendan, as well, because, you know, I'm sure there's people out in Bitcoin and crypto that kind of looking at BSV thinking, oh, my goodness, they're going keyless, you know, and they, they know this old adage, not your keys, not your coin. Um, tell us why they perhaps could be a little bit mistaken on that philosophy with this. Well, yeah, uh, keyless is actually a huge step forward for us um, for, for many reasons. Uh, you know, the first one was just customer experience. We had a lot of people coming, coming to us saying, you know, look, we lost our keys. Um, can you help us out? And, you know, we had to just kind of shrug our shoulders and say, say sorry, we can't help you. Um, and we, we couldn't stand for that. So we had to find a solution. We decided uh, back at the CoinGeek in London 
that we were going to go keyless and uh, we, we figured out how we were going to do it. And uh, another big advantage of it is that it, it helps us scale more because when you have client side signing, you know, it's not consistent. When you're signing on a, on a device, you know, it might, might take one second on one device and five seconds on another Android device. And, you know, it's really outside of our, our control. And, you know, we really want the user experience to be inside of our control so we can, we can do the best job we, we can. Um, from a technical side, it's, it's pretty simple. We, we have a, a trust holder. Uh, the trust holder holds half a user key and we hold the other half of the user key. And anytime a transaction is requested, uh, the trust holder will sign and we will sign. And we will combine those signatures and uh, send out a transaction. So is this similar to threshold signatures then? It is threshold signatures. Ah, and tell everyone for newbies out there not, not familiar with threshold signatures. Yeah, so I, I would I would say uh, describe it in a fast way is that you know uh, typically the 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 legacy Bitcoin wallet that you've been using to this point or maybe that you're still using it has uh, a, a private key inside of you know it's a store in your phone associated to your account okay so uh, you need to be online and maybe and trigger manually the payment inside the app because that pr private key is used for signing the transaction and then you send it to the miners, okay? The difference here is that instead of you having, uh, uh, being in control of, um, I mean, storing your private key inside of your phone, for example, uh, what you're doing is that there's a new key that's created when you create a, a handcap account, that key is split and sent to two different services and you have to authenticate in two different services at the same time uh, to actually validate that you are uh, the, the owner of the partial key. So what it does is that once you have these two partial keys, they can partially sign uh, every transaction. And what is cool is that, you know, that, that means that technically it's still non-custodial because it's still, uh, I mean, they are still your keys. The, the thing is that you have delegated uh, storage and signing to to two parties uh, and you know as none of the parties have more than 50% of the of the shares uh, it's still a, considered a non-custodial uh, um, service and also because uh, you can uh, payments can only be triggered if you authenticate that you are you know with your identity so basically threshold signatures allows us to finally decouple your identity from your keys. And that's pretty cool because imagine the case that, uh, you know, uh, you lost your phone number or whatever, or uh, it's, it's not a mathematical formula that's attached to the phone number or something. It's your identity that's, that, that's attached to a handcash account. So that means that through support, we can even, you know, uh, if we validate your identity and stuff, we can help you restore access and, it's very cool because it, it's not that, you know, that, that people have always been saying, not your keys, not your Bitcoin. Uh, this is much better because they're still your keys, but there's a company that can help you recover access uh, if something goes wrong. And you don't even have to be, uh, to back up because the problem with the 12 words is not that it's difficult to write them down. You know, it's, it's pretty simple. The problem is that it's not something that people are doing in other apps. So 
when you ask them to write down the 12 words, they think, you know, this is just maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't one, I don't know what this is. And two, if I know what this is, I don't know, maybe it's just in, in the worst case scenario, I need this for whatever, but you know, I signed up for it with this company. I, my money should be still, should still be there. So people assume all these things, so they don't back up. So no matter how much, so how easy you make it, uh, because we tried with Google backups, we tried with iCloud, we tried with uh, NFC backups, we tried with many, many ways of backing up. The problem is that you are asking the user to actually perform an action and they don't. And so Threshold Signature solves this because when you create the account, it's, it's automatically backed up by the services that you are uh, authenticating to. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, for those new people tuning in, those new people listening out there in the cyberverse, the the uh, Spotify, if you're on uh, any of the, the different platforms when we're here with Brendan and Alex from the Handcash team. Guys, Alex, can you tell me about uh, Connect? T tell the newbies out there that are, are not aware. what What is it? How does it work? What does it do? Well, Connect is an SDK for developers. Basically, what Brandon explained before that it allows developers to add nano payments inside their apps. Brandon, want to add to that? Any features of 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 the SDK? Any uh, capabilities for any developers out there listening? Yeah, so uh, I mean, we're starting off with just simple payments. Uh, we have uh, identity as well, so that that's a big one for um, for a lot of developers. Um, Tonicow, for example, you know, you need to you need to authenticate, register your phone number. You know, it's it's easy with Handcash because you already have that there. So it's just a click of a button and you're signed up. So that's a big one. And uh, and then you know we have the simple payments. Uh, we have data signing now, so you can you can publicly sign your intent to publish as a as a user on the blockchain, which is pretty cool. Um, and soon we're going to be having a couple new features. So because of the way we have our our keys set up, our keylessness, and uh, and the way our backend is structured, we're we're prepared to offer payment streams and uh, non-custodial payment escrows. And so we're talking streaming pennies, and you close a transaction uh, that contains a hundred transactions, and you just broadcast it once. So. You know, it's pretty exciting stuff, and, and we're only able to do that because of the way we built our backend. Wow, and this whole P2P, ladies and gentlemen, nano payments, um, a new era almost opening up. And what are the capabilities? I mean, people, um, there's so much to talk about, I don't know what to say. Uh, I, I, it's, you're in a lucky position. Handcash is known across the space. It's known and loved. Uh, Handcash does some of the smallest transactions possible with BSV. And, you know, it's been used by not only the BSV Society since day one, but supported faithfully too, as well. And and with the app store that you're developing, with Connect, with, you know, utilizing threshold signatures, utilizing nano payments. Can I just ask you guys, uh, starting with you, Brendan, you know, is what's, what's 2021 going to be like for Bitcoin SV? That's a hard one to say. Uh, I can tell you for Handcash, we're looking to have uh, a big ecosystem of, of apps, you know, just apps where people are connecting on a, on a deeper level, mm. um, using money 
using small amounts of money just just to show each other that they have value. And uh, we, we really see this becoming a, a lifestyle for people and and for, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be a certain percentage of people on the app that are actually making a living uh, through through these apps and services. Alex, want to add to that? Sure. Yeah, I would say that, for example, we are uh, we will have the, the fiat rams that we've been working on for, for a while. Uh, we will have them available in the coming months and we will start in Europe. Mm -hmm. And we are, it's very exciting because, it, you know, a month ago I was talking about that we needed to solve the dollar top up problem. That's the way we, we phrase it. What, what, what is the Just, dollar top up problem? With, which is basically that it has to be very easy for someone that's uh, actually creating a new handcash account to top up uh, starting from one dollar mm -hmm. uh, with current payment methods that they already have so basically our, our goal is that you 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 start from not having handcash to having five dollars in handcash in about one minute and wow. basically about with basically no fees basically so, so this is fascinating, ladies and gentlemen. What what Alex and the team are talking about, Brendan's talking about, is is you're saying fear on ramps via apps, rather sure, than sure. rather I, than. I think, no, I think, uh, yeah, I think in 2021 is going to be a strong trend towards uh, not using exchanges for regular people anymore. Wow. They are going to be relegated just for speculation, and you know, good yeah. luck with that. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> love it yeah yeah I mean, we're getting some good comments from the troll box someone says any timeline on usa top up ability even if uh, uh, that it's uh the us is our top priority because europe is basically solved um regular regulatory wise and stuff it's yeah. uh the us is a little bit more tricky we are deals with other companies and maybe we have to take over ourselves and Anyway, there there are a few roadmaps about this, but I think we, it should in the U.S. In the worst case scenario, we should have it by summer. Wow! And Brendan, and maybe you... maybe not, not maybe not in all states at first, because you know it's a it can, it's kind of yeah. It depends on uh, there. You know, there are some states which is uh, where where it's very difficult to find partners. Yeah. Uh, but we we're trying. And so you're open-ended to having conversations with organizations that can help facilitate that? No, we are already. Oh, wow. So. Fantastic. And, and, and uh, Brendan, any, anything you'd like to add with this whole moving away from exchanges to fear on-ramps in-app? Yeah, so I would say that uh, creating good ramps solves the issue of uh, the perception issue of speculation. Uh, so if you have um, if you have good on ramps and good off ramps, you're probably going to be not holding more than twenty to hundred bucks in your wallet at any given time. So are you going to worry about the the price of Bitcoin fluctuating if it's if it's that small amount of money? Um, you know, if you have money going in and money coming out, you're just using the hand cash ecosystem as kind of like a uh, a nano payments rails, yeah. uh, and then it's it's more of an extension uh, of your bank account, as Alex likes to say. Wow, and also one thing that's interesting about nano payments is that we think they are not about cost. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, but you know, there's a cost associated. But I think at at that scale, what matters most is the value that you're getting for for whatever. So, 
and also there's another uh, issue right now is that we are trying to price things that never had a price in fiat because it's super small and it's it can change so much from country to country. Uh, we need a general way to pricing things for 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 digital products and and also because if we want to go cross up, uh, it's essential that we have kind of a, a way that makes sense to do it in every country in every app. Wow! And and is there any apps out there that you would like to see on the store? We're in communication with quite a few. Uh, we are. We already have uh, Pure Game is already live uh, on our production environment. Um, Twitch will be integrating soon. Uh, we have a few others: Tonic Pow, My Movies, um, a lot of really great, great sites, and they're all great for different reasons. What, what about Blackcast? Blackcast, yes, come on, More guys. <laughs> We'd love to, and and I, I'm. We always we have people listen. We have people, especially the Spotify channel, that ain't. Um, perhaps uh, aware of some of the a lot of the great development occurring in the the BSV space, um, you know, Brendan, give us your take on the the BSV ecosystem uh, versus what else is out there. You mean versus other um, versus <laughs> cryptocurrency projects? Yeah, yeah, versus other crypto coins. Oof, that's a tough one. Honestly, I've been out of the cryptocurrency space for, for a while. Uh, we've really just been focusing on, on hand cash and, and Bitcoin SV. And I'm honestly not really sure what else is out there. I, uh, all I see is tokens and, and speculation. And mm. it's really not something that, that has been interesting me anymore. So mm. it, it's hard for me to compare, but I would say it's, uh, it's a whole yeah. other world. That's a perfect answer, and that's the, just the ex answer I, I wanted. Because, ladies and gentlemen, uh, things that really excite me, Alex, Brendan, uh, is the, the scaling, nano transactions, threshold signatures, the, the brave uh, uh, moves that different businesses like yourself are doing uh, to be pioneers within Bitcoin. And, and, ladies and gentlemen, often we use the word Bitcoin because there only is one, one Bitcoin as far as we're concerned over on this channel, and that's BSV. Um, is there a max throughput you currently have on Handcash? I don't know if you guys can answer that. No. So what, two million no, people? If there's, is, then we're, we're close to the, it. The only limits that we've touched a few times are the net, the BSV net, network limits themselves. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. I mean, it's uh, Handcash, uh, and we run some tests. We could run the whole bsv ecosystem all payments uh quite a few times quite a few times uh, i mean like yeah wow like more than more than 10 times of the volume that bsv is right now moving it would be very easy to actually handle them with handcash connect so are uh, is there a, a minimal limit for transaction fee at all on handcash well, the one defined by the miners is, you wow. know, I, I, how much is it? Is 150 sat per byte or something like that. Yeah, that's the fee. That's the fee. But the, there's a minimum of, uh, you know, the, the, what's the name of that? The, there's kind of a. The Toshi limit. A, by mini, the, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, minimum amount that you have to send. I don't remember. Oh, dust, the, yeah. the dust limit. Yeah. Uh, dust limit is right now at 150 or something. Or not universally, or 
Well, they, 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 they bring in back uh, free transactions as well for... for, for... Yeah, there's, uh, there, yeah, in fact, that helped us a lot with, because with output bills, we need to actually ask for free consolidations yep. uh, in, in case it's needed. And it's something that is being provided lately and it helped us a lot. Wow. And, and also we are very interested about uh, what the, the guys from, you know, the Bitcoin SB node uh, shatters and, yep. and Connolly... Uh, etc they they've been working on uh the spv channels it's something that we're looking at yeah. and you know we'll see i think it, it opens the door for you know making things much more secure and fast and we'll see how it goes yeah but you're, you're interested exciting. in that simplified sure, it's exciting. verification well we already we are already we already do spv through you know for all payments it, it's not that we are doing it live for every payment and every time because you know we have minor uh minor id merchant api so we can val uh, basically we are validating for free with them directly directly from the miner for every transaction so it doesn't doesn't make any sense to actually double check with spb mm. but uh what we are what, what we do is that we regularly uh, do an spb scan of an spb check of all the utxos that we have in Hankest. Wow, that's amazing. And and the fact that you guys are working and utilizing all the new technologies that come out. You say you're excited about some of the stuff that shatters. And what about Terranode? How does that fit into what Handcash is doing? Oh, we, we, we'll see. You know, that's that's just the, the, the way we see Bitcoin uh, is just one tool that we are using. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of what we do doesn't have, to, you know, the only thing that we do for Bitcoin is a payment settlement. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing. We don't we don't scan the blockchain at least well we do for legacy payments and such but we don't even run a full node ourselves mm. you know handcash as big as it is uh, wow. you know as I mean I mean it's not a hobby project we don't run a full node ourselves and we don't need to wow. and the, we we don't ask the blockchain for doing anything we just um, send the transaction to the miner and they say it's okay that's that's all the contact that we have with the Bitcoin uh blockchain so that's why we're you know uh even uh from our team he he calls this concept time chain instead of blockchain because it's more like a um you know you have your own database you have your own things and stuff and such you just use the bit uh, the bitcoin blockchain for what it is is it is for settling uh, payment settling so settlements so and that's you know that what Craig says in his book or whatever. So we're not trying to reinvent anything. We are just using Bitcoin as it was meant to be. That that universal ledger, that universal source of truth. Uh, I'm loving it. The the SPV. Uh, Brenda, what what's the most exciting thing that you've loved working on over the past? You know, since you've been involved in BSV, for you. Uh, I mean, definitely hand hand cash, but uh, I would say. More specifically, um, I just have to say payment pistol again because <laughs> was payment pistol is, uh, what's payment pistol for any of the newbies it, out there? Okay, so payment pistol is a is a simple app where it's a tipping app, and you log in, you're you're populated with your friends list, and you can shoot your friends with little mini transactions. You can shoot so, them. <laughs> yeah, you you hit a you hit a button that says pew. And uh, every time you hit that button, it shoots off a transaction. Pew, pew, and pew, 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 pew. You can just take your phone and just spam, spam the uh, the little pew button, and you're you're sending off hundreds of transactions. Uh, wow. You know, in a matter of a, a 
30 seconds or whatever. It's uh, it's a really fun fun app and it was a really fun project to build because I'd never I'd never really made an app like that before. And uh, I, I got to the pleasure of working with Alex on that and he did the front end. And uh, it was a really good experience and we're gonna be doing that a lot more uh, now, yeah. that, now that Connect is live. Yeah, basically we wanted to test Hey, if we that you know we are amateur developers, if we can build a connect app in a couple of days, that means that you know experienced developers would have no issue with this because you know a connect doesn't require you to know any of the Bitcoin jargon, legacy addresses, UTXOs, uh, um, op returns, building your own node or whatever. Yeah, so that's that's yeah. yeah you can wow. take a look here. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, pew 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 pew. Yeah, maybe your connections. Yeah, here, all these transactions are getting shot out there. Wow, you just wouldn't be so, able to do that on a, on BTC that sort of thing. And, and no, no, you can't. So, so let, let's have our final question as well because it's been a yeah. tremendous interview. And for those listeners on Spotify, make sure you you go and check out Handcash developers out there. Go and check the SDK out. Is there any resources that you guys recommend that people be reading if they want to dig their fingers, to get get involved in this kind of thing? Yeah, we have the full documentation live on handcash.dev. Um, you can always reach me at b.criderman, C-R-Y-D-E-R-M-A-N, at handcash.io. Um, and yeah, take take a look at our docs. They're very straightforward. They're meant for, for even the most basic developer like myself. And uh, yeah, get your hands into it. Dig into it. It's, sure. it's really fun, and you don't really need to know anything about Bitcoin to, to use it. You just need to want I, to use micropayments, nanopayments. Actually, you can just sign up with your GitHub account yeah. in handcash.dev and, you know, you can submit your app there and, you know, you choose your own icons and you choose your own app description and screenshots, whatever, just like the, the, the Apple App Store or whatever. So you have total freedom to personalize, uh, you know, the how cool it looks in, in inside the Handcash app gallery. And you know you get the app ID and you know just use the the docs and you can get started right now for free uh, by now. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, gentlemen, but I really have to go. Fantastic. Uh, right now. No, let's but leave that. It was, a, it was a pleasure. It was an absolute pleasure, Alex. Brendan, Handcash team, great stuff, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna press the big red button here. Give us a wave, guys, and we will see you later. Au revoir. Ciao, Bella. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Well, nanotransactions, that's fascinating. Unbounded scalability. Interesting about the App Store. Interesting about fear on-ramps via the apps. Um, payment channels, Terranode. It, how do you feel about all this kind of stuff? Feel free to message us on Twitter. That's uh, Channel BSV. That's a capital BSV. And uh, any of you people out there that are unfamiliar with this, feel free to go and check out the SDK via your GitHub, as Alex mentioned, um, very interesting. I think for me, um, it's all about scaling. I'm loving the idea of SPV app, uh, integration. I'm loving the concept that there's this uh, excited development within the space. Different businesses are solving different problems. And let's let's once again remind ourselves about the great comment that Alex said. Um, you know. Uh, it, it, removing the need of an exchange via in-app purchases i think that's and we've heard dr wright talking about um increasing that surface area and that's actually really good for the space that's it's very counterintuitive as well with threshold signatures 
and and again another end chain innovation that's being deployed among bitcoin sv businesses and i think that's where we're going to start seeing you know a tremendous uh, you know growth within the space and, and very interesting to hear i'd like your thoughts what did you think about alex's comments about stable coins you know um because often th th i think there was a phase in bitcoin sv where everyone was kind of seeing the 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 DeFi uh, uh, hey Elliot KP Dad shout out they were seeing the DeFi explosion on Ethereum and then they were kind of like looking over the wall with a sad look on their face saying well why haven't we got DeFi and and I think it's quite refreshing to hear a difference where people are saying well look it don't matter about um, you know the the traditional way we understand it there's new ways of looking at this new ways of delivering this as per the white paper really interested in this kind of stuff. I think the whole concept of nano transactions, Bitcoin as backend, free transactions. So, you know, this whole concept where, and you could do this in the early days with BTC, you was able to send transactions and sometimes miner would just process them or node would process them. And that's coming back, ladies and gentlemen. You know, Bitcoin is being has been restored and it's being restored. And if it wasn't for, um, you know, quite frankly, the brave builders out in the space and the brave entrepreneurs and business people that are taking um you know a new refreshing brave look at how um, bitcoin technology you know can be restored can be actually applied as per the original white paper above and beyond you know scambling exchanges casino royal of of you know number goes up number goes down which is perhaps under you know in my humble opinion and I'll be very interested in your opinion, ladies and gentlemen. Feel free to leave a comment. Um, you know, is is kind of subpar as to the technological innovation of what Bitcoin could do. And obviously, Bitcoin ain't going to solve every problem in the world. We're not saying that. But what we're talking about is the possibility of building innovative applications using Bitcoin as backend, as well as fiat on ramps, money, stable form of money. And I thought that was quite a great uh, comment that Alex said as well about, he said, I think it was, don't quote me on it, but he said, uh, you know, we, we're still interested in using Bitcoin as Bitcoin. And uh, as, you know, in the over complexity of, of sticking stuff on top, perhaps loses the elegance of the underlying system. Um, on Again, very counterintuitive, on-chain versus off-chain. You know, what do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Feel free to shout out. Give a smash out. Let me do some shout outs. Some some great people. Luke Manick, uh, Martin Adamo. Thanks for your comment. KP Dad and Elliot. Keep up the proof of work, ladies and gentlemen. And it's going to be an interesting Christmas for everyone and a new year. What a time to be alive. What a time to thrive. If you can thrive in an environment like this, ladies and gentlemen, that is the taste test, the litmus test. Wherever you are, whenever you are, sending love and light. The Bitcoin SV channel. Always staying stuck to the pulse of bitcoin and for any of you newbies out there feel free to tune into the other spotify channels keep us posted on any of comments throw us a tweet send us a hand cash ding a dong whatever you want to do shout out to all the people building shout out to all the people believing shout out to all the people that are doing the deeds doing the dues and rocking and rolling around the world ladies and gentlemen captain bitcoin yours truly thank you i mean it have a great day ciao bella